You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. A few notes just beforehand. Uh, this upcoming Saturday at 10 a.m., you'll see it in the bulletin, we're having our altar server training for those new altar servers that want to join and for all of our returning altar servers. Uh, it's just a refresher course and to help learn the different things uh, for altar serving. Uh, let the kids participate in mass. Uh, I grew up altar serving. Uh, I told this before, me and my uh, brother, my identical twin, it's not a joke, he actually exists. Uh, we, uh, we were terrible, we were awful. Father Gil Dutel, who's now a priest over here, helps out for daily mass. We'd actually get in fist fights on the altar. I see some family members in the crowd, they're laughing, it's true. My dad would make us kneel in front of the tabernacle after mass, begging for forgiveness. Um, and so, let the kids serve. If they're able to, let them participate in the sacrifice of the mass. That'll be this Saturday at 10 a.m., I'll be leading it. Um, another thing is you'll notice that we'll start having a uniformed officer here uh, at St. Pius. This is for all the Sunday masses and our school masses. Um, this is just uh, for precaution. Uh, I've talked to most priests, and as far as I know, every priest in Louisiana has never had a problem. Uh, but it's, it's best to be prepared and not need it. Uh, and so we'll have a uniformed officer here for all our Sunday Masses. Um, and also, when Mass begins, this is part of the precaution, uh, the doors, the side doors will be locked. You'll be able to leave, but coming back in, you won't be able to. The, the front doors, those main entrances, you will be able to come in and out. Uh, so once Mass begins, those doors will only be accessible if you're coming in. But leaving, you can use all, you can use all of them. You know, I was looking through the readings and I was praying about what I was gonna preach about. But then throughout the week, later on, I started getting more and more people sending me something. Uh, a notification uh, about something that happened and I figured I'd preach on that. Um, Earlier in the week, there was an interview done with actor Shia LaBeouf and Bishop Robert Barron. Bishop Robert Barron is one of the most known bishops in the world because of his work in evangelization. Shia LaBeouf is known for other reasons. Um, he talked about his conversion to Catholicism after playing a role for Padre Pio. Uh, the interview that I saw with him was actually pretty incredible. Um, Padre Pio is actually, for me, my personal number one saint. Padre Pio was a man who was born in 1887. He died in 1968, and he is the only saint that we know about that had every spiritual gift known to man. His nickname was the Miracle Man. I'm gonna say some things about him, and if, for some of you that do know about him, you nod your head. For some that don't, you'll probably be astounded. Uh, one of the things he had was known was the stigmata. 
The stigmata, there's the invisible stigmata, which is I feel the wounds of Christ, uh, but they're not shown. And he had that for a few years, but then he had the visible stigmata, the wounds of the, ha- of the hands and feet and the side of Jesus. Um, the very first recorded stigmata is that of St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, he had the stigmata for six months. Padre Pio had it for over 50 years. Um, Scientists and psychologists would berate Padre Pio. He died in the late 60s. This isn't that far along. Uh, They would berate him, uh, constantly examining him, making sure that it was actually the stigmata and not just him doing that to himself. In fact, this caused uh, even persecution from within the church. Uh, This may come as a surprise to some of you, but I'm sure not all of you, uh, that there there were people, leaders inside the Catholic Church that were against the Catholic Church, that wanted to move away from this kind of spirituality, this mysticism, this supernatural, they wanted it to be natural. Padre Pio being the miracle man, the stigmata, they looked to disprove it. So they would send atheistic, very much people against the faith to examine him. What happened was that they converted because they saw something that didn't make sense. These wounds were real. In fact, you can see pictures of them, videos of it on YouTube. Uh, Padre Pio, he could also read souls. The gift of reading souls is something that's gifted to very few priests for confession. When I say very few, we can probably count them on two hands. Padre Pio had this gift of reading souls. People would travel around the world to have their confession heard by him. The gift of reading souls is is much more than just educated guessing. For instance, there's thousands of accounts of this. This is just one of them. A 70-year-old man from America would go and travel to Italy to have his confession heard by him. Father, it's been one week since my last confession. I did these things. Padre Pio would wait in silence and he'd say, my son, you forgot something. What is it, Father? Tell me. I came for this. When you were seven years old, you stole something from the grocery store and you need to remove that from your soul before you see God. This happened every day. Uh, He became so famous for it that he would hear confessions up to 18 hours a day. Here at St. Pius, we hear at least an hour of confessions. uh, For me, uh, sometimes four hours of confession a day. Uh, That can seem like a lot. It's nothing compared to a saint, nothing. Of all the mind-boggling things attributed to Padre Pio, one of the things that is most astounding, at least for me, was that the way he would celebrate the Mass. Padre Pio would be raptured up in ecstasy. Ecstasy is the highest form of prayer known in the spiritual theology realm. Uh, Ecstasy, it's not enacted by the individual, it's brought upon by God alone. And so he would be raptured up in prayer whenever he would celebrate mass. His daily masses, 
begin at 5 a.m., he'd have thousands of people at his daily mass and they would last for three hours with no homily. But the mass is Calvary. The mass isn't a show. The mass is heaven on earth. Calvary lasted for three hours. It began at noon with his passion, uh, giving up his spirit at 3 p.m., the hour of mercy. As Padre Pio would bleed heavily whenever he would celebrate Mass. You can see videos of him on YouTube celebrating the Mass. In fact, never before in history have we had an actual image of a saint in ecstasy prayer. Uh, my favorite statue in the world, Bernini out in uh, Italy, was St. Teresa of Avila in ecstasy. Uh, but now we actually have an image of the highest prayer. Uh, the way he would celebrate mass would cause millions of people to come and visit him. In fact, in 2002, whenever he was canonized, it was the most well-attended canonization in history, more so than Mother Teresa of Calcutta or John Paul II. It was the most well-attended canonization in history and he was a monk. He never left his room since he was 17 years old. John Paul II, Mother Teresa of Calcutta would travel the world. He never left his monastery since he was 17. And surprisingly, the wounds he had for over 50 years, when he died, miraculously, there's no recording of him. His body is still incorruptible. This is a miracle, something that suspends reality. And God can do that, not the individual. Shia LaBeouf entered into this world. And I remember when I heard him uh, saying he was gonna take that role, I thought to myself, his life was gonna change. Because you cannot learn about a man like that and stay the same. There has to be an answer, and it's not of this world. Shia LaBeouf, he said that whenever he began this role, uh, he knew he needed to attend a Mass and have uh, personal experiences with Mass. In fact, the more he learned about Padre Pio, he actually refused to start acting until he would have visible emotional responses at the consecration. This is a pagan man, man that was on the verge of suicide and he was trying to encounter God to the best of his ability. As a Catholic who receives communion, have I ever had a, a visible emotional response at the consecration? Shia LaBeouf said that whenever he began to act like he was celebrating mass, he felt the weight of the world on his shoulders. He would get extremely nervous and he couldn't speak because of what he was about to fake like what he was going to do. Uh, St. Alphonso Ligori says, woe to the priest whose knees don't knock when they're about to celebrate Mass, because it's Calvary. It's something much more than what I can see. Do you imagine that when the priest lifts up the host and he says, this is my body, this is my blood, that it's our blessed Lord, 
that you're standing right next to Mary on Calvary, looking up at Jesus on the cross, and he's saying, it is finished. Look, I recommend that interview with Shia LaBeouf, not because I think he's a saint now. He's just beginning the life of Christ. But at least he's begun. He had emotional, kind of this big conversion through his encounter with the Mass and with the life of a saint. Do you have a saint that you go to that helps you along the way? Have you ever read anything about the Mass? If you want to get more out of Mass, I suggest you learn about it. I can't get more out of whatever subject I'm trying to go to if I don't study. The Mass is Calvary. It deserves me learning about it. In humility, I see what the Mass is. In humility, I see what the Eucharist truly is. In humility, I recognize that I'm a creation of God and that our blessed Lord has rested his gaze upon us. In humility, God has changed our life. Padre Pio, pray for us.